0: Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast.
1: I think I made that tweet big enough on the screen for everybody to see what's up, didn't I? Well, let me turn the music down. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. This this is like Street Fighter 2 music. Sweet. Dude, this is the jam for Fantasy NBA Today. That's my jam. I'm going to kick somebody in the head. That's uh, from Slick Rock on Twitter. Shout out to Slick Rock, one of our guys here. Also a mod in our Discord. But guys, guys, it happened. It happened.
0: Brew, yeah. I'm happy. I'm so happy. Are you happy? I did not want this break in like a week before the, the season started.
1: No, nobody wanted to wait. And we all were... Uh, with the exception, I think, exclusively of fans in Miami, kind of rooting for Dame to go somewhere else? I, don't know. I'm, I haven't
0: seen a Miami fan in a bit here. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> not. I want to see a Miami fan right about now.
1: Well, I have already done yeah. two podcasts today, but you know what? Well, it's time hey, for a third. Hey, you
0: know what? Phoenix is the ultimate wild card in the league right now.
1: Yeah, are they... Uh, because, well, everybody can see what's on the screen. Let me read it out for folks. Damian Lillard traded. That's obviously the breaking news here. Damian Lillard headed to the Milwaukee Bucks in the first part of this deal. The Blazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, so we've already sort of tipped our hand that the Suns are involved here. Uh, I'm going to muck up some names here if we get into the, into the weeds, but I think that's Tumani Kamara, 29 or 2029 first round Bucks pick and a Bucks pick swab. And the Suns got Nurk, Nas Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. So there are really pieces going in almost every direction, uh, with the exception of what the Bucks get out of this. That's it's everything is out and Dame is in. The question, we have a lot of questions, but I Okay, let's let's just start at the top. Damien Lillard is now a buck. He takes the place of Drew Holiday effectively on that team because they can they can figure out what to do with the the roster spot formerly occupied by Grayson Allen that shouldn't be too tough for them. Does this does this make the Bucks significantly better? I'm giving you an opportunity for a real hot take here right out of the shoot. I mean, obviously offensively Dame is is not unparalleled but pretty amazing, but I mean, Drew Holiday was maybe I think he was the Bucks' best plus-minus guy last year. Okay, I don't want to get too far into that, Brew. What does this mean for Damian Lillard? What does it mean for the Bucks?
0: I like how hot takes or, or or basketball analysis is referred to as a hot take. I mean, you want you want me to tell you what I think? I think that the that this does make the Bucs better. I mean, did we watch the playoffs last year with with Dave or uh, Drew Holiday completely f- forgetting how to play basketball?
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: It's and then. You know, I'm, I'm sure we'll hear more about Drew and, and there's just sort of this kind of, um, you know, just sort of fog around him, um, retirement murmurs, you know, I doubt those really had much to them, but what was really going on, um, with Drew at the end of last season, you know, Mike Budenholzer lost his brother at the end of the the playoffs and, and that collapse was as sunsy, you know, as we've seen, you know, and, uh, so I guess that's kind of interesting that these two teams are involved. But um, one of the key questions with Milwaukee has always been, what will they do with the ball? Um, Chris Middleton's always been so great for them. You know, Peak Drew Holiday has been great for them in that regard because the one thing that's always dogged the Bucks is Giannis dribbling up and doing something eh, suboptimal with the ball and playing into the things that um, other teams want him to do. So now you bring in a guy who is pretty rock solid in that regard. I don't think Dame Lillard is... Losing basketball tempo anytime soon. Um, the range. I mean, just thinking about as, as we're going up um, live with the you know the show here. I was just thinking about the ways that this makes the game easier for Giannis. He's going to be able to do all sorts of things that you would love to do with a player of his type. Cuts, you know, off-ball stuff where you know the the defense has to commit to Dame first, and whoa, here comes Giannis. So that's just going to be an amazing thing. And defensively, you've got Brooke Lopez back there, and then you have Giannis behind him. And and a, a number of other players who can also contribute on that end. So I just think this is a great thing for the Bucs. I was questioning their ability to win another title because I'm a little bit down on Chris Middleton. We'll see how he has um, bounced back, if at all, this year. So this brings their window to now, which makes that 2029 first-round draft pick pretty interesting for the Blazers because there's just enough time there for them to – exhaust their window uh, who knows maybe Yonason goes goes to play for somebody else after the next couple of years and then that tri- that pick could actually be worth quite a bit so uh, the blazers putting the hand up to miami getting more than than the the package that's been discussed with tyler <laughs> what, hero you know what,
1: was it a whole hand that they showed miami yeah. or was it just one finger <laughs> yeah
0: it, it it was definitely that and i don't know you know miami We'll have to see the kind of post-mortem on this thing and i'm sure everybody will race to protect their sources on this one but they needed something to put them over the hump and damian lillard was a great piece to do that um did they have anything else that they could have given that would have sweetened the deal probably not you know maybe they could have gone down the road i'm not completely familiar with their future draft pick situation but they definitely you know, if, if anything, they set the tone for future negotiations that other teams know that they're not going to budge. And that maybe has value to them. But they lost in this one. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious how those Heat fans are taking it.
1: I'm guessing not great. So what about fantasy-wise? Let's start with the Bucks. Um Dame, uh, thinking back to last year, I mean, he was the number one player in 9Cat for the second half of the season before they shut him down. But that's... I mean, that's not because that he magically changed his game. It's because he was taking 22 shots and 12 free throws a night. His usage was absurd. What dame do we get in Milwaukee? Can he come anywhere near the usage he had in Portland playing alongside Giannis and Middleton? And I don't want to, like, take Brook Lopez out of the equation. He's not a high usage guy, but it does seem like there are more dudes alongside him now that take shots.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to bend around him. I mean, you're not putting Damian Lillard out there for his defense, that's for sure. Uh, I think they'll be wise enough to to tap into Dame for what he's good at. Um, you know, I think he gets into that sweet spot. You know, players that get overextended with usage, sometimes it's good. You know, as you mentioned, it was good this last year. Um, but it's not sustainable over the long term. Something usually bad happens when these players get just, you know, released to do whatever it is that they want. I'd say one out of every three truly hits that sweet spot of the max usage plus max, not max, but like not getting crushed on efficiency without having some sort of injury without having some sort of shutdown. Cause again, if this is, if this is happening, it's probably likely the team's not contending. So, um, I think it just fits into a better place. I think as efficiency goes up, you know, he's he's kind of the Dame of old and, uh, it's a good time to draft Dame Lillard, I I would think, you know, in relation to probably perceived value, though this trade will be a little high profile and it might pump him up a little bit, but maybe the market goes the other way. And people think that, you know, because he's next to Giannis, because he's next to Brooke, that he starts sinking a little bit. Um, But I do think Milwaukee is going to fashion their entire offense around him. So that's actually the extent that Giannis goes second. Like Giannis is now the two on that team. Mm. And I think Giannis Mm. is going to embrace that. Uh, he's he's miscast as a lead ball handler. I think we all know that. Um, he's going to be able to do a lot of Giannis things now. You know the kind of unstoppable stuff that people can't game plan for simply because there's a guy who's going to draw double coverage who knows how to deliver a pass and knows how to get him in, <laughs> and, in can sh- and, and can and shoot 35 can
1: shoot from thirty five feet away.
0: At that alone, I mean, we're talking Drew Holiday versus Dame Lillard on that front. It's a, it's a night and day difference.
1: Well, I'm glad I got it on the Milwaukee uh, season win total over because that's that's headed in the upward direction when this all shakes itself out off the board right now, to no one's surprise. um so do you think Dame can maintain a first round fantasy valuation then? It sounds like you're saying yes that he's not really taking yeah. a step back.
0: I mean can is a little bit of a of a you know easy easy landing spot there. yeah, he can um will he? Just I think health. If he's if he plays seventy five games, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. If he plays seventy two games, I think he'll hit it. If he plays sixty eight, now it's kind of borderline. Because
1: I think he probably, I think you probably see happen what I the like what I said in the initial question, which is I think people probably look at this and say he's playing with higher usage guys than he had around him in Portland lately. Anthony Simons, I know he took a bunch of shots, but he wasn't really like a lead ball handler. Jeremy Grant took some shots as well, but it, everything on that team started and ended with Dame, basically since CJ McCollum got moved. Um, and now there is this other stuff to contend with. I don't know. I mean, do you think he can really get to 20 shots in that with, with Milwaukee? That's
0: asking a lot. That's asking a lot for anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I want to see how much they run. You know that might help things a little bit but um maybe maybe <laughs> how's nice, that for a hardcore yeah, take maybe
1: yeah, nice slice of maybe there let's move over to I, the i don't want
0: to you know i can't be releasing this stuff right now dan
1: oh really oh really all right well let's talk about the suns then uh, because i actually think the blazers are the most complicated <laughs> element of this because There's still questions about whether or not this is a go-for-it year for them. Um, And this is, you know, they traded Dame, but they didn't get get junk back in the deal. So we'll go to the Blazers last. Excuse me, this is podcast number three today, so the voice is a, a little dry. The Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Nas Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen in this. They got deeper... And switch DeAndre Ayton for Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, it's possible that uh, Grayson Allen could compete for a starting spot. I guess it's possible Nas Little could as well. Um, let's talk twelve teamers with the Suns. Are uh, any of the three non-Nurk names I mentioned, Brew? Are they hitting your radar in any in any meaningful way, folks? Picture this nightmare scenario. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations.
0: I mean, Grayson Allen does to some degree, you know, he's a player that should play in the NBA and produce, but no. I mean, that team's loaded with usage guys, and no. No. (laughs) No. They're... They're they're taking a philosophy here that you can't have too many wings, and that's um, it's reasonable. they just a strange.
1: What's that? It's a reasonable philosophy in the modern NBA. The Clippers have basically done that.
0: Yeah, you know, you know who did it and and kind of like poked holes in the theory was Brooklyn. You know, when they they got to the playoffs, they they just got smacked. Um, granted, they ran into Joel Embiid that's the counter to that. Yeah. And the, the
1: Suns have Kevin Durant who used to be on Brooklyn. So there's <laughs> that guy, no one's guarding Kevin Durant. So that's a different element. But um, I mean, strictly from a fantasy standpoint, it sounds like your answer is basically nah.
0: Yeah. I don't, I, <clears throat> each of them has to compete with players that may be better than them.
1: <laughs> that's not a great spot.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Multiples, so yeah, no,
1: All right, Nurk is next on the board, but before we get to him, I want to remind everybody, if you're checking this out, if this is how you have now found us here at Sports Ethos on YouTube or in general, please take a moment to click the thumbs up, subscribe to our page. You can see all sorts of amazing draft content, and uh, we had a bunch of football content prior to that season getting started. Really cool stuff happening over here all the way around. Also, if this is your first... Interaction with Sports Ethos. We just, this is not, if it's your first, it's not going to mean anything to you, but it's a big day for us, dang it. We dropped our first ever fantasy draft tracker, which is available in the Fantasy Pass over at SportsEthos.com. It will be powered by the Brewski 150 engine when that goes into your specific subscription. So head to SportsEthos.com, get yourself a premium plan. The NBA Fantasy Pass would be a great entry point for a lot of folks. You'll get that draft tracker, you got the draft guide, and you'll get the B-150 in the very near future, constructed by the gentleman on your screen, Mr. Aaron Bruski, whose uh, face is just below mine. Let's get back into Nurk, because I assume all of you clicked the thumbs-up button when I just asked you to a moment ago. Um, Nurk was kind of a popular late flyer type in Portland. He just, you know, I, we know he went through family stuff, tragedies during covid, he himself became wildly out of shape, never really quite got back into shape. Is this trade the Nurkic wake up call or is this the tr- the Suns trusting in uh center depth? Which way do you pivot on that one?
0: No, I I think this is a good thing for Nurk, I'm not sure it changes more than marginally, you know, your outlook for him. Um, maybe, maybe you thought in Portland, he was gonna go a little wild, you know, with a, with a thin team there, but him being surrounded by, by stars, he will know his role. He will come to work to play that, you know, position. And I think it will, will be better for every aspect of his game I don't know that it's going to result in better fantasy value, but, um, you know, he, he survives on a lot of, um, you know, cuts from, uh, you know, teammates and it makes him a good assist center. I think that, you know, they, they don't strike me as great cuts guys there, you know, um, you know, Beal probably a little bit, um, Booker probably a little bit. They're not like high flying cuts guys. Kevin Durant, I don't think he's trying to fly to the rim. So some of these, baseline cuts that, that really are, you know, part and parcel, part of the dribble handoff, um, you know, stuff that Nurk is really good at. So that part might not be there, but I, I just think that, you know, for whatever reason they didn't like De- DeAndre Ayton, you know, that's their own story right there.
1: Yeah. Well, um, that, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that they're going to appreciate a guy in Nurk who can distribute a little bit better, and you know just be this like kind of focal point to get things going and and when i say that i mean they're not going to really run action for him but they'll run action through him to get the the ball moving and that's gonna be a big challenge for them in phoenix is getting the ball moving side to side um beal has a little bit of experience doing that um you know i wouldn't call booker like a bad passer per se he, he doesn't strike me as a guy that doesn't understand passing uh he just is good at shooting, you know, and he, he gets his, he gets whatever shot he wants. So he just goes for it. Um, but with Nurk, they can pitch it to him at about 18 feet. You know, he can pitch it right back. There's a screen, you know, get guys moving and, and be the secondary action guy, get some mismatches. I bet he's better on the offensive glass than he's ever been or, or, or close to it. So I think he'll be more efficient. And then, um, you know, the numbers probably hover pretty close to what he would normally do. But, I, but the last thing on Nurk is I think that he, probably has a better chance of staying healthy for this squad. Um, just knowing the stakes are so high. Um, this is a second uh, lease on life for him, you know, in terms of real big time NBA basketball. So I would think that would motivate him to come in shape. Um, we'll see how it goes, but, but I'm probably a little bit happier if I had to draft Nurk, which I probably wouldn't, um, you know, I, I would be a little bit more apt to.
1: Hey, <laughs> You're inching towards a maybe.
0: No. Nah. No. It just depends. He's always so overdrafted that, you know, don't really get a shot there.
1: Yeah. Um, by the way, these are the Twitter handles on your screen. I wanted to enlarge those a tiny bit so folks could could see them more clearly. At Dan Baspris, at Aaron Brewski. Make sure to follow each of us over on social media because we have other things we want to talk to you about that we won't talk to you about on this particular show, and that's the place to do it. The Blazers brew to me are the complicating factor here because, and I'm just watching our chat room scroll by, the conversation is, are these players to keep or not? And I personally don't know because the Blazers right now with Drew Holiday and DeAndre Ayton in there instead of Dame uh, and uh, and Yusuf Nurkic, they're worse, but they're not like bottom of the barrel bad. They still have multiple competent NBA players. I would argue like four pretty good basketball players a rookie they're extraordinarily excited about do you think the Blazers are in the process of blowing it all the way to smithereens or are they gonna run some of these bodies out there this year
0: man I think they 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 probably are doing a little bit of both like they're they're gonna look at options look at moving Drew Holiday I think they want to keep Aiton which frankly I I've there's something we all don't know. And I just don't know what it is the, the we don't know is either that Phoenix doesn't know left from right on this, or Aiton's just kind of hard to work with for whatever reason. Um Monty Williams doesn't strike me as a bad, you know, judger of, of character or basketball. And, and he seemed to be at odds with Aiton the entire time.
1: Yeah. The whole um, time there was always something.
0: Yeah. And then Aiton, going back to the playoffs, the year that they collapsed, he looked like a top, you know, the the third third best center in the league behind Embiid and Jokic.
1: That was crazy. He was amazing in that run. And And it did not stick.
0: Yeah, for something, I mean, was it Sarver? You know, you could possibly look at, like, did Sarver and, and that whole organization, did they mess things up? Did they, you know, put whatever in the water and it just got bad? I, I, I don't know, um, but Monty not being on board spoke volumes. And, uh, you know, it's possible he's just a little bit immature, you know, and, and and the question would be, does that ever fix itself? If it fixes itself, then maybe this is just an amazing steal for them. I would make the move to check into DeAndre Aiden to see if this is an immature, just a simple immaturity issue. And then the question is, can you broaden out his game make him more of a focal point and and actually trust him to be a either like a a number 1 would was kind of how he got brought into the league he looked like he had number 1 potential in that playoff run um now i think the dial has slid back to 2 you know can he be a competent number 2 for a winning championship contending team that um you know pairs well with you know somebody else on the perimeter and they can, you can play inside out through DeAndre Ayton defensively it's probably you want to get this thing going sooner rather than later i'd say in about a year or two he's going to start to be a liability on that end um but for portland you were looking at tyler hero and change you know to to, to pull this off whether you keep him or you flip them I, I think drew just not going on a lot here i i would think that that might be the piece that you see get moved but then again drew mentoring scoot You know, mentoring and and putting a a defensive guy in this backcourt so these other guys just don't get run over every night. I mean, sorry, Anthony Simons isn't going to cut it, you know, against a lot of guys in this league. Scoot, physical, you know, maybe he can cut it. Um, But asking him to cut it as a rookie while you also are asking him to develop at a high level on the other side of the floor its asking a lot. So getting Drew in there and just taking the pressure off those two guys, he'd probably be more than willing to set the table for him. You know, this is a guy that's never been a shoot first guy, except those weird times that he wanted to be. That's the, the <laughs> thing with the game is sometimes he just turns it on randomly for like, you know, 10, 20 percent of the time. But for the most part, a very passive player, you know, willing to let those guys go get their numbers. I think it could work. Um, the, the, the wisdom of it, you know, in this this sort of, you know, you, you're either in the the, the tanking discussion to get a top pick or do you, you know, do you play and win? I'm kind of an anti-tanking guy. Um, it just depends on what hand you're, you've you been dealt. If you've got a really bad team, I don't see swimming upstream, you know, to avoid like a Victor Wimignana, you know, they got scoot this last year. Um, so the wisdom of that people can debate that for, for as long as they want. Um, are they, think-
1: are they, so are they, are they bad enough to tank right now? Which is such a weird question because not was, with
0: those two players.
1: Yeah, um, and by the way, yeah. contractually, Drew Holiday is owed about thirty-five mil this year. He has a player option for next season for thirty-seven, I believe, million dollars. So, um, you know, anybody that trades for him is likely going to have to assume he's picking up that option for the following year. So he's he's kind of like a two-year deal. And I think DeAndre Aiden, didn't he just sign an extension during this last season? Am I remembering that right? I'll look it up while we're talking here. Yeah, uh, Aiden's got three years left on his. So, uh, And they just signed Jeremy Grant to a multi-year deal. This is, like, I get it. They might want to blow it up, but it doesn't feel that simple to pull it off. Although someone out there is going to want Drew, even if it's for two well, years, because he's so good th- at
0: fitting in. I-, I was just thinking randomly, like, Dallas like uh, how much would Dallas rather have Drew than Kyrie
1: it does feel like a better fit next to Luca
0: but yeah I, I don't know that that's even a thing that could happen who knows um but Drew's a player I mean in terms of moving contracts big contracts a little bit tough you know this is a guy that likes to defend and theoretically will you know be fine as a number three offensive guy that's that's a and a team that's got a two-year window that's worth the move so if Portland could end up flipping him and getting more you know they're getting DeAndre Ayton and more plus they got the first in 2029 I believe when I mean Giannis's knee will probably be mush by then so they might end up getting a good deal for Lillard so I want to see I want to see how it all pans out you know there's usually a move after the move but um you know, congrats to Portland If you know, as it stands right now. It looks like they did a lot better than people thought they would.
1: Uh, I want to again request people please click that thumbs up button. Um, there's like 12 or 13 likes and there's 10 times as many of you watching this thing right now. So please, just a handful of you do it. Uh, that'll allow more people, I would think, to then find this deal. So let me ask you the what might be the hardest question of all, which is right at this moment, we don't know exactly what the Blazers are going to do. Uh, The chat room, people talking on Twitter right now think they're going to try to move Drew. Like you said, he seems like the one of the two that would be a little bit easier to shuttle along to some other place. But we don't know right this second what the actual intention is. Would you draft these players on the Blazers with all the uncertainty hanging over? Like if you had a fantasy draft tomorrow... Would you take a chance on Drew Holiday? Because I'm probably just passing that over and thinking I don't I don't know what's about to happen, and maybe we have more info on like October 21st. But to me, that's too risky of a play to make right now. Uh, even though, if like if he stays and he plays a lot, the upside is is pretty large for him because he's no longer sidekick to Giannis.
0: What are, what are we talking here? Are we talking? I, let's play. You know, pin the tail on the draft board.
1: Well, he's going around 42 right now-ish in Milwaukee. Let's say that that remains unchanged. No. Yeah, too risky.
0: He shouldn't be going at 42. Like, he shouldn't be going at 42, I don't think.
1: Is that an an age age thing?
0: Age, um, effectiveness, like, he's not a spring chicken, you know, he's, he's that team. Additionally. I mean, we got to look at Chris Middleton there. Like, is he going to be good? If, if so, I I actually like drew better because then he can just kind of chill out, do what drew does. The, the floor on that pick is, is much safer. You know, he's not out there overexerting himself every night. You worry about that stuff as a player puts on mileage because it's just going to show up somewhere in the numbers it'll show up somewhere in the injury risk so 42 and 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 are we really expecting drew to like have like a re-breakout you know and and do something you know second roundish it's a tough one so you know 42 i feel like is a high watermark for him so that's probably a no for me um but where would he fall now and probably wouldn't fall you know with the uncertainty might drop him down to 50. Yeah. yeah. I could maybe.
1: probably not. Yeah. Not too much. Just cause we don't know. Like if there was more, if there was a, we know, Oh, they're trying to unload him somewhere else. He'd probably fall farther. If we knew for sure they were going to keep him, he'd probably not fall all that far. But yeah, there's just this, this cloud of uncertainty, right. In the immediate aftermath do of we, the trade.
0: Do we know I'd have to look at the the Portland draft picks. Do we know if they have their pick next year.
1: Uh, I don't have that handy at the moment. Maybe the chat the chat room can jump in and help us out on that bad Somebody boy.
0: What source that thing?
1: Yeah, let's source it. Um, what I'd like to I do got here. Ten bucks on
0: Andre. Yeah, ten some, bucks on Andre.
1: There's a lot of them watching right now, so somebody's gonna have it at the ready. Um, so let's let's play this game at the end of the show here, real quick, because we'll start to get it in wrap up mode. First, Bru, can you reiterate where you stand on Dame for folks that weren't listening right at the front end?
0: Uh, Where I stand on Dame is I think that um, he's going to be used. I think that they'll push players around him, like Giannis and and company. I think that they'll use Dame to kind of the highest level. And then uh, I think uh, that will move him back into sort of the the optimal efficiency. I think that uh, this is good news for Giannis. I think this is going to help with his efficiency, probably help with his durability even a little bit. Um, not gonna help him with his free throws. not gonna help him with his uh, <laughs> I, will, I will help him with his turnovers. Maybe Dame I'll can help. maybe Dame but, can okay. whisper in his
1: ear about free throw shooting.
0: You'd to think somebody had done that by now. Um, but <laughs> you know, it could help in the sense that he'll take less free throws, perhaps. I don't know if I'd get fully behind that argument because I, I really think that you know, the idea of Dame coming off of some sort of a pick and roll, you know, I'm sure Giannis can set all sorts of these. Like you have a choice you, in a Dame in a Dame Dame or a Dame Giannis pick and roll. You you're gonna go what over because the guy's gonna pull from 35. Theoretically, he hasn't been doing that as much. Um, it feels like, in this last year, but he's gonna pull from 35. So okay, he's hit like three in a row. Okay, we'll cover him. And then Dame just slips that thing to Giannis in a four on three. The guy can he doesn't even need to dribble to get to the hoop yeah yeah Yeah. it's that's a lot of dunks on people who might draw the and one so uh, the free throws are obviously a problem for Giannis you want him to take less rather than more who knows if it even matters based on your build you know um but I do think this is good for Giannis I think it's good for Dame um maybe not so good for Chris Middleton maybe the Bucs know that um Brooke Lopez just kind of goes to the beat of his own drum as does Bobby Portis. They just lost a couple shots in Grayson Allen. So probably evens out a little bit for those guys. I just think they'll have a better offense and that's probably good for everybody involved.
1: All right. Quick hitter mode. We got four, I would argue big names in this trade. You give me arrow up arrow sideways or arrow down. Uh, And then we'll put a pin in it and hopefully I can clip that and we can use that, that, uh, as a, as a YouTube short or something. The
0: always efficient, Dan Bespers. Always
1: efficient, damn it. I said, plus, it's podcast three, and I'm about to start coughing dust here if we hang out for too much longer. Hey, at uh,
0: least he's not crying in a ball on the floor.
1: That's true. Give me a stomach ailment, and I'll be doing that. Uh, again, at Dan vespers at Aaron Brusky. You want to throw that out there one more time before we get to the end of this thing. And, of course, please do like and subscribe to our YouTube page here at uh, youtube.com slash sportsethos. Uh, Brew, Damian Lillard, arrow up, arrow sideways or arrow down? Arrow up. Drew Holiday, hovering in a cloud of uncertainty, up, sideways or down? Impossible. To, impossible to know. That one's a tough one. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, up, sideways or down? Up. Yeah, feels like it couldn't have been much more down than the way things felt, the all the all bad vibes situation in uh, in Phoenix nurk up sideways or down up so all in all from the sounds of it you like this as a trade for pretty much every party involved yeah good job everybody yeah (laughs) good job everybody i feel like i probably should have just turned the show off after that comment uh brew anything Let's, uh, let's sell something at Sports Ethos before we send everybody on their way. What's going on over at Ethos HQ?
0: Draft Tracker. Draft Tracker, Draft Tracker, Draft Tracker. Draft Tracker. Draft Tracker. What's yeah, that? No. Draft Tracker. Draft Tracker. I missed it. What did draft you say? Tracker. Draft Tracker. Oh. I think it's a Draft Tracker. Um, no, it's, it's amazing. It's like I can't wait to be drafting uh, high-stakes leagues with it. It has logic built into it that we're not seeing anywhere else. It's got the B-150 projections in the, in, in the system as of October four, uh, 4, four, yeah, October 4. So uh, if you get the demo version, um, any fantasy NBA Fantasy Pass member right now has access to the demo version. It's built with consensus stats uh, spanning Yahoo, CBS, uh, ESPN, I believe. So basically just get a general sense of, of what's out there. You can still draft with it. You can still get to use, get used to the tool. Um, you know, it's got uptime because it's an Excel-based product. So, you know, a bunch of people jump on a website and crash the thing, not a big deal. Um, and then we you get the B-150 projections in there, that with the logic for, for the drafting itself, um, is a little bit different than you see out there. It's just going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal, super easy to use. Um, so I can't wait to get my hands on some, some real money drafts and, uh, put it to good use. Uh, I'll be using it in some, some test small money drafts here shortly um tested it on you know whatever mock drafts that are out there and it's just great so very excited to use it and then it's um the b150 stats are released into it whenever your membership group gets it so ethos Ethos 360 gets it on October 4 and then each membership you can see it on the product page where where you can actually get this um, with the b150 stats which might be the best b150 stats I've ever done
1: We, uh, our guy Andre, of course, came through. I don't know if he ever rests, but uh, you guys can see it on your screen there. That's the Portland pick situation. Top 14 protected uh, Larry Nance deal Andre believes. Thank you for that, because we were not going to be able to look that up while talking a mile a minute here. Uh, That's the deal, man. Dame is a buck. The NBA flipped on its head. Hey, bro, do you think Harden gets moved in the next uh, week or two?
0: No. Ooh. There you go. I don't know. I'm not I, I choose, you know, not to think about some of this stuff because it's pointless. Um, it'll happen when it happens, but I don't know. It just feels like the hardened one maybe out of spite from some party. Yeah. But they're just gonna sit on it and you know, Maury's not exactly one to move. So uh, we'll see with that. But. There you go. All right,
1: everybody, hope that got you all started. There will be more as we learn what uh, teams' intentions are with these, and I think the Suns have to cut a couple of players because they're over the roster limit right now, which means some of their uh, veterans minimum guys may be headed elsewhere. Not that that's going to play in on 12-teamers. But, again, he is Aaron Brewski at Aaron Brewski on Twitter. I'm at Dan Bespris. This is Fantasy NBA Today's breaking news special episode. Damian Lillard traded to the milwaukee bucks head over to SportsEthos.com. check out what did you say it was called brew draft tracker oh draft tracker right of course draft, draft tracker uh have a great day everybody this is my last podcast today because i'm cooked man see y'all later